A week after Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced his separation from his wife, Trudeau is heading on a vacation to British Columbia with his family. Ontario's Christian and Jewish communities are pushing for more school choice as faith in the public system declines. Premier Scott Moe and Premier Danielle Smith slammed the Trudeau government's quote, unrealistic net zero electricity regulations. Hello Canada, it's Friday, August 11th, and this is True North's Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia. And I'm Eli Cantin-Antel. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. As Canadians struggle with the rising cost of living, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is heading on a vacation to British Columbia with his family. This comes after the Prime Minister announced he would be separating from his wife, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau. Gregoire Trudeau will also be with the family on vacation. According to the Prime Minister's office, the trip was cleared with the Ethics Commissioner, despite the role being vacant since the resignation of Martine Richard. True North reached out to the PMO for clarification on the statement. The Office of the Ethics Commissioner's Director of Communications, Melanie Rushworth, told True North, quote, In cases where a trip or stay is a gift, the regulatee must declare it under the Act or the Code, and the office can rule on its acceptability. Under the Act, if a public office holder or a member of their family accepts gifts or other advantages worth $200 or more, the public office holder must declare it within 30 days. Under the Code, the time frame is within 60 days to declare a gift or other benefit. Richard resigned around the time that Trudeau was facing scrutiny for a family vacation to a luxury villa in Jamaica which was owned by a longtime family friend and donor. The pricey vacation cost taxpayers nearly $162,000 due to RCMP security details. So, Ellie, is this the right time to go on a vacation? Canadians are struggling to afford, you know, basic goods. The price of gas is high. How much do you think this vacation will cost us taxpayers? So on the timing, look, I think that everybody, including the prime minister at some point during the year, needs to take some time off. I think that's just basic uh, wellness. Humans aren't machine work, meant to work 10 to 12 hour days all year round. That being said, I do think there is a point to be made that while Canada is in a crisis, we're in an affordability crisis, we're in an opioid crisis, we're in a mental health crisis, we're in an immigration crisis. It, the timing seems interesting, especially given that his family is, is you know, going through this separation. What I take issue with is the cost. As I mentioned, there's the affordability issue. His vacations have a record of costing six figures. I mean, the one to Aga Khan a few years ago that also caused a scandal was 215000 The one to Costa Rica was 196000 mostly because he needs to take private jets and he has to have a security detail. So I'm okay with him going on vacation, but why BC? Why can't he go somewhere in Quebec, somewhere in Ontario, where they can drive and save taxpayers' money? I think that would be a more sensible thing to do. 
So one of the interesting things about this story is the PMO saying that they cleared this vacation with the ethics commissioner. But there is no ethics commissioner. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau hasn't replaced Martine Richard. The seat has been empty for a while. So who who are they asking here, Ellie? Who at the office? Because I'm not getting any answers from the PMO. And the ethics office wasn't very clear about who exactly cleared this trip. Right. Here's the thing. I think that Justin Trudeau must be relieved that there is no ethics commissioner. This is the first prime minister in Canadian history to have broken the ethics act. And he's done it more than once. So this has not been cleared. In fact, some of the legacy media that ran the Canadian press story had to issue a correction because there is no ethics commissioner. Will this vacation get him in trouble again? Where is he staying? I think time will tell uh, because usually when he breaks the law, we end up finding out. But it is it is rather interesting that we don't have an ethics commissioner, which I think, especially given this liberal government's track record, we should be having an ethics commissioner. Members of Ontario's Christian and Jewish communities want the Ford government to implement school choice. I mean, a number of people in the province losing faith in the public education system. Ontario is currently the only major Canadian province that does not offer school choice. Dr. Aaron Rock, an evangelical Christian pastor from Windsor, and Larry Zeifman, a Toronto accountant and member of the Orthodox Jewish community, both say they would like to see the implementation of a school voucher system, allowing families to direct their tax dollars to the school of their choice. Both Rock and Zeifman send their kids to independent schools. Rock is also the Chancellor of Harvest Classical Academy, an independent Christian school he recently founded. In the past two years, Ontario's public schools have been the subject of several woke controversies, leading multiple families to consider alternative education options. Notable controversies have included a transgender teacher being allowed to wear massive prosthetic breasts, a high school student being arrested and suspended after saying there are only two genders, a teacher caught on tape publicly berating Muslim students who abstained from LGBTQ pride activities, and the recent suicide of Principal Richard Bilkso, which came after he was allegedly bullied at a TDSB Diversity, Equity and Inclusion, or DEI, session hosted by the Kojo Institute. So Cosman, you're in British Columbia, a province that has school choice, despite having a left-leaning or left-wing government, it's been implemented in basically every single other province except the Atlantic and Ontario. Why is Ford not implemented school choice? Do you think he is scared of the unions? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure, Ellie. You would think that a so-called conservative government would want to offer parents uh, more choice with regard to education and not only have this strict uh, public schooling system without any sort of alternatives. You know, BC does have a little bit of choice, like there's traditional schools here and, and other types of schools, but I think like the best example is probably Alberta, where they have the option to create and form charter schools. And we've seen, you know, the rise of, of different types of school systems. I believe we wrote about last year the establishment of a classical education tuition-free charter school 
in Calgary, which was approved by the Alberta Ministry of Education. So it would be really great to see stuff like that happen in Ontario, but I'm honestly not sure it's ever going to happen under the Doug Ford government. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The premiers of Alberta and Saskatchewan took to social media to slam the Trudeau government for punishing their provinces with unrealistic net zero electricity targets despite their major role in driving Canada's economy. On Thursday, Environment Minister Stephen Guilbeault published his government's draft clean electricity regulations outlining the federal plan to eliminate fossil fuels and high emission power sources from Canada's electricity grid. The regulations will require provinces to meet a, quote, stringent pollution emissions standard. According to the federal government, the plan does not prescribe specific technologies like carbon capture to be used to reach the target and includes some flexibility for an ongoing, though limited, role for fossil fuels past the year 2035. On the social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter, Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe said that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was engaging in an unrealistic plan. Moe wrote, Trudeau's net zero electricity regulations are unaffordable, unrealistic, and unconstitutional. They will drive electricity rates through the roof and leave Saskatchewan with an unreliable power supply. Our government will not let the federal government do that to the Saskatchewan people. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith also chimed in on Thursday evening saying that the government's threats were completely unnecessary. Smith tweeted, quote, I couldn't agree more with Premier Scott Moe. Ottawa's unrealistic net zero targets and recent escalation is completely unnecessary. It's time for the feds to face reality and work with us on pragmatic solutions. The federal government has put out several aggressive signals to ensure compliance with the incoming regulations. Earlier this week, Natural Resources Minister Jonathan Wilkinson threatened to bar provinces that refuse to comply with the standard from billions in tax credits and funding for renewable energy. Minister Guilbeault also threatened potential criminal sanctions for those who refuse to comply. So we've seen the carbon tax go up a couple times already. Canadians are actually paying a second carbon tax is this the appropriate time to implement more climate schemes as Canadians struggle with the cost of living, Ellie? Here's the thing. Look, I think cleaner energy down the future is not a bad thing. I'm not opposed to carbon neutrality, cleaner cars, cleaner air, cleaner water, cleaner land. And I mean, as a Christian, that's God's earth. We ought to take care of it. I think there's, you know, non-religious arguments, of course, as well to taking care of the planet. The thing is, is that this renewable energy transition is very expensive. And right now, Canadians are struggling to get by. And the net zero agenda of the liberals is ideological. Here's the fact. Natural gas is actually a really clean fuel. It, burning natural gas for energy results in 
less emissions than nearly all types of air pollutants and carbon dioxide than burning coal or petroleum products. So it's actually a much better alternative to coal and to oil as a way to make electricity. Unfortunately, because it still commits a little bit, oftentimes green activists and people who push for net zero cast it aside similarly to how they cast aside nuclear. I think LNG and nuclear ought to be considered clean energy sources. Yeah, for sure. And well, I think uh, the major issue here is the possibility for provinces like Alberta or Saskatchewan, uh, which have energy grids that are very reliant on natural gas, very reliant on coal still to achieve some of these targets. Like the reality is Saskatchewan and Alberta don't have the same hydroelectricity sources as places like British Columbia, for example, or the East Coast uh, does have. So I think there is a legitimate criticism here that this is unrealistic. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense for the energy mix of these provinces. How are they expected to just completely... Uh, shut off these sources of electricity and for their electricity grid to handle the growing demand. Right. That's a good question. Look, I think that unfortunately, Justin Trudeau has shown he has deep disdain for the West and particularly Alberta. I mean, this is a guy who once said that Canada is not doing well because Alberta controls our community and socioeconomic agenda. And he said that we would be better served as a country if Quebecers were in charge because in reality, Canada belongs to the East. Those are Justin Trudeau's own words. His policies have crippled Alberta, Bill C-69, C-48, the carbon tax, and so forth. Uh, I think for some Laurentian elite, they can tell Albertans, well, why don't you put solar panels on your roof and use them to charge your Tesla, right? But for a working class person, Cosman, you and I know that that is not a realistic solution. We need cheap and relatively clean electricity, and LNG is the answer solar panels and hydro i mean how, how are you going to put a, a hydro plant in the middle of a field in saskatchewan right like we have to be a bit more realistic here hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.